podcast brought to you by Energy Live News. In this podcast, Future Net Zero News Editor Johnny Bairstow speaks with George Catter, Client Services Director for AMR DNA at Energy Assets, about the company's AMR DNA technology, a machine learning system to help energy managers increase productivity, reduce energy waste, and ultimately work towards delivering net zero. Hello, everyone. I'm Johnny Bairstow, and welcome to this podcast with Energy Live News. Today, I'm talking with George Catter. So, hello, George. How are you? I'm very well, thanks, Johnny. George, could you just introduce yourself and tell our audience a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, my name is uh, George Catto. I am a director for Quickly, um, who is the uh, powered by behind the energy assets um, software AMR DNA. Perfect. And uh, I suppose that leads me on neatly to ask, what is AMR DNA? Uh, AMR DNA is a uh, artificial intelligence and pattern recognition engine that is designed to help energy managers when they are looking through large volumes of data to find what is the most pressing situation and uh, help them resolve those situations. And how exactly does it work? So what we do is we take meter data, half hourly meter data from gas, water uh, and or electricity meters and we run that through our software. We couple it with uh, weather data, uh, local weather data to each site Um, and then uh, basically the software builds a model of what it believes that uh, each building within a portfolio can achieve Uh, and then it looks at it against a uh, a number of kpis to see whether or not it is performing as it believes it should be so what exactly does it do what does it do for the client how does it help them the way that we see the software working realistically is being a an extra set of eyes for the energy manager so If you imagine you've got a portfolio of uh, 100 sites, uh, then you've got your electrical, your gas and your water meters. That's 300 effectively meters that you've got to look at. Uh, Realistically, you want to be looking at them very regularly. Um, So what the software does, it takes that data that comes in from the AMR uh, meters uh, and it looks at them for you and then it highlights to you what it is you should be focusing on. And one of the key things that uh, we're able to do, because all of the analysis is mathematically generated, is we're able to put a sort of a pound, shilling and pence figure onto each of those issues so that we can help with the um, sort of selection and prioritization of what should be done first. Well, it sounds like a powerful tool. And um, I think it's important to to stress that technologies like this, they don't replace energy managers, do they? But they allow energy managers to kind of expand their reach and uh, maximise their productivity. You're completely right, Johnny. And it's actually a really important thing that you raise there. Um, Energy managers know a lot about their sites and their portfolios, whereas the software um, realistically comes into this as relatively dumb. Uh, And it is the software and the energy manager working in tandem that uh, enables this approach to be so effective. Um, One, uh, realistically, uh, can't work without the other in this situation. And I understand AMR DNA is unique among other platforms and technologies of its type. Uh, Could you just explain to me a bit more about how it was developed and in what ways it's different from uh, other technologies out there? Uh, A long time ago, we actually were a BMS sort of controls fixing outfit. uh, And 
our role was to go to large buildings. Um, we would look at the control strategies that were in place with the BMS, uh, and then we would uh, reprogram them to run more efficiently. Now, about 10 to 15 years ago, when the rollout of AMR was becoming more prevalent, we started to receive data from these meters prior to actually visiting site. And what we were able to do uh, when we were looking at sort of spreadsheets worth of data and drawing our own graphs was highlight potential problems at site. And then we were able to double check them when we actually turned up at the buildings themselves. So we decided uh, to down tools as such and move from a on-site service to a software as a service team. So we developed these algorithms to look for the patterns that we recognize when we saw charts and then to effectively calculate the waste that they were uh, generating. So it's a machine learning system. And I think a lot of people out there, including me, we know we know vaguely what machine learning is and we know what artificial intelligence involves. But uh, could you explain a bit more about machine learning and how that works? Sure. I think that we've all seen over the last sort of 10 years, artificial intelligence and machine learning become far more sort of day-to-day occurrence. Uh, we, we now talk to our phone, it recognizes our voice. We have self-driving cars like Teslas, which recognize the, the situation in front and then make decisions uh, based off uh, sort of predetermined uh, ways of looking at things. Uh, so, so these technologies have actually been around for, for a while and we are realistically, we're piggybacking off that technology. Now, the definition of artificial intelligence is an ever-changing uh, goal. It is, I think it is defined as uh, something that cannot be distinguished by a human effectively. So when we look at the software, we can't truly understand why it has chosen what it has chosen, because that is how the software is working itself. Okay. And so it's uh, it's making decisions entirely on its own then based off the, the, the data it has available to it. Yeah, it, it highlights things that it finds of interest to the users. And as we were saying earlier, Johnny, that's where it's really important with the interaction with the energy manager uh, to ensure that the best results are, um, are brought to the forefront. As obviously, um, if you can imagine a scenario where got a supermarket that has been a, a seven day operation but closing during the evenings and then for some reason that changes to a 24 7 operation or they start stacking shelves overnight or uh, anything like that obviously the software in that case will see this increase in uh, activity and consumption it'll highlight it to a user but it is actually correct so what we have is a learning opportunity for the software so the energy manager can effectively tell the software that this is a new new norm, a new expectation, uh, and then the software learns and knows not to highlight those as um, issues again. And who benefits from technologies like this? Is it just the supermarkets that you mentioned there, or is it anyone? It is a very broad spectrum. So the best way I would define it would be commercial buildings, uh, i.e., your, your retail shops, so anything from a phone shop through to clothes shops, restaurants, universities, councils. Um, it is very wide reaching. However, I will add though, that where we have industrial processes, it is not so effective because obviously if you're making tarmac, you are using energy specifically for a process load um, and the software is not as good at distinguishing between what is process load and what is waste. Okay, so it works best, I suppose, in 
commercial type buildings where there's a pattern of energy use and there might be lots of unnecessary energy use and the tool just identifies that. Correct. Uh, it's, it's an interesting one. Uh, we, we, we work with some universities and they obviously have uh, very widely ranging portfolios. So it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to have uh, almost a cookie cutter type of building like a phone shop that opens, let's say, at 9 a.m. and closes at five every day. You can have a variety within that portfolio. And that's where the artificial intelligence can effectively uh, put things into clusters, i.e., sides or uh, on, on a type of building um, or similar types of buildings so that we can compare them against each other um, and, and look for outliers. So as well as retail shops, supermarkets, you've mentioned universities now. Could it be used by, say, a local authority or local authorities or councils? Absolutely. Um, we have uh, a council that we work with at the moment and they've seen some uh, fantastic savings potential by using the tool. What are the typical savings that it can help provide? So for gas, it's about 25% and electricity, it's about 15%. Now, those figures seem very high, uh, which they obviously are. And and I'll need to caveat that by saying that that would be if we got every single site within the portfolio working as best as it possibly can be. Now, obviously, you're not going to be able to fix every single site. So again, this is where the software really helps out by being, being able to quantify uh, the savings potential at each site so that we can work on those biggest problems first. And what data does it need to, to solve those problems um, across gas, power and water? What, what kind of data set does it need in place? So what we recommend for our clients is a history data of about 18 months. That's where each element of the software can work efficiently. However, there are obviously KPIs or EMPIs that are very obvious when you've only got a week's worth of data. So um, we prefer longer histories, but we can work with limited amounts of data too. Can the AMR DNA improve the energy savings from someone who's already reviewing their energy data and looking through it themselves? Absolutely. Um, I mean, I obviously will say that, um, but what we tend to find is that our clients often focus on a small number of buildings because they don't have time to look through all of their energy data. So having the software effectively looking at all of the data for you every single night uh, is a huge boon and enables them to spot things that were previously slightly hidden. Yeah, well, it's interesting because I've got a recent survey in front of me, actually, and 42% of respondents in this survey said they only check their data monthly. Do you feel that that's an adequate amount of an adequate frequency to be checking that? And how would the software benefit these people in particular? Because that's nearly half of all respondents. Indeed. And, and the reason for that, we believe, is, again, this lack of time that energy managers have. Um, so the answer is, unfortunately, no, we don't believe that uh, monthly checks are enough. Um, and one of the key reasons for that is if you check your data, everything looks fine. And then the next day something goes wrong, you're already a month worth of waste down the line before you've identified it and before you can start to try and fix it. And in this same survey, a fifth of respondents uh, said that AI could help them set, find savings that they've been unable to see. Uh, what else can it? What else can AI do for, for customers like that? It's a, a, a good question, um, and I think, like we said before, because they're unable to check the data, um, the AI can definitely help them find those savings that they've been unable to see. Um, 
Also, what it enables is uh, workflow management. That's uh, another part of uh, the software that enables uh, people to ensure that they are prioritizing uh, their actions and following them through. Um, there's a lot of untenable attributes that the software also gives that are things like your reporting for your ESG or CSR. And also at the same time, uh, we're saving time. That is one of the key ones that uh, is so important for our clients. And I think one of the key things about machine learning and AI is that it will continue to evolve and develop, uh, doesn't it? It's not just a static product. That's completely right. Um, every single night when we receive this new data from, from each of those meters, the software looks at each of those and then relearns or it adjusts itself uh, to be uh, more suited to the portfolio that it's working with. Uh, again, another reason that why long data histories are um, so useful. So George, thank you very much uh, for some great answers there. So just before we leave, I was wondering, could you give us your final thoughts um, and wrap things up for us on the AMR DNA front? Absolutely. Um, some of the key benefits that we see for our users are the energy use at every meter, uh, is evaluated uh, every night when we receive that new data. Uh, the biggest problems within those portfolios are highlighted to the, the user uh, and therefore uh, enabling the best results to take place um, as quickly as possible. Um, it effectively takes a very little amount of time to use software like this as it is highlighting things to the user itself rather than having to delve through large volumes of data and the final one that i'm sure i've said many times before is that it's freeing staff time uh, improving the effectiveness uh, of those staff personnel you have been listening to a promoted podcast from energy live news where energy is news